Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. And on today's episode, we continue to dive into the big questions surrounding the San Jose Sharks. And if Kakinen can be an answer moving forward or if all is lost. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Make sure you follow along or subscribe wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch us on YouTube as well. For the episodes, uh, they tend to come out first on YouTube. So if you want to be one of the first, make sure you guys are subscribing on YouTube. And in today's episode, we're going to dig into Capo Kakinen and talk about his year uh, that was try to figure out if this is a team issue or if this is a Kakin issue, or if it's most likely a little bit of column A and a little bit of column B, and then try to figure out what Kakin needs to improve on going forward as he enters the last year of his two-year deal. So um, as we get started with these, we have to kind of go back, look at what happened this year. Uh, so we're going to look at Kakin's numbers, uh, look at his fancy stats from the athletic and from evolving hockey, and then, again, try to move forward and see where – where where's the the issues at and if it's a Kakinen, uh if it's a san jose sharks issue or what could be the problem so um pulling up his numbers from last season and they are if you're watching youtube uh yikes ugly i you know ugly ugly numbers here from Kakinen, and he knows how disappointing this season was so uh 37 games played this year 883 save percentage 385 goals uh, against average. He had 135 goals on expected goals of 110.42. So that is expected goals against or they project how many an average goalie would, would give up facing the same circumstances. Um, His goals saved above average was the second worst in the NHL and minus 24.6. So he's, Capital uh, Kakinen gave up 24.6 more expected goals um, than average. So, not good. <laughs> High danger save percentage, 785. And that is something we are going to, uh, spoiler, be looking at, digging into more here uh, in a little bit. And as we try to figure out what Capital Kakinen can do to try to bounce back and, and hopefully be an answer for the Sharks um, instead of another question as he looks like he's going to be going into this offseason um, via the Athleticus player card. Uh, so Kakonin, um this year played 37 games as the 45th percentile, um, which is where, you know, you don't see goalies as, as much playing, you know, the 60, 55, 60 type of games. I think most of them are kind of in that, you know, 40 to 45 range now. I think that's how most teams are, right? Unless you have an absolute stud. Um, he had 10 wins. Um, 
uh, expected uh, 10 wins. He had nine uh, 18th percentile win percentage, 20, uh, 26.5, 7th uh, percentile <laughs> shutouts, one 35th percentile. Goal saved above uh, expected, like I said, fourth percentile. Expected goals saved uh, three third percentile. Just brutal, brutal numbers here. Um, you know, expected save percentage was fifty three percentile. It's just, just tough, tough numbers from Capo Kakinen. Um, and it doesn't get much prettier when you go to the evolving hockey, um, where you really kind of see it wasn't the. I don't think it was much of the team. Of course, the team didn't help him out in a lot of situations, as we're going to dive here into in a little bit. Um, but Kapil Kakinen's numbers were just brutal, uh, especially at even strength of whenever the Sharks needed him to make a save, he just was not able to do so. Shorthanded, he was okay, much, much better. Um, the team helped him out a little bit more there, but he... he Posted positive numbers there, and you see that with a lot of goalies. You remember Martin Jones a couple years ago with the Sharks. Um, kind of the same looking numbers, but shorthanded, he he did kind of excel in that. And it's, I think it's because goalies kind of, they know where things are going to be coming from, um, right? You kind of know how power plays are kind of structured and, you know, trying to get that cross-ice passing and then shooting from the, either from the dots or from the slots. Like you kind of know how a power power play structure and it allows goalies to kind of focus in a little bit more um, with, with those, those shorthanded opportunities. But um, five on five capital Kakinen was, was dreadful this season and the sharks were kind of, a you know, a slightly below average team as we'll dive here and, and, um, and a little bit on some of their, their numbers, but capital Kakinen did not help them out. And I think, um, that is going to be kind of what we're going to be focusing on is where can capital Kakinen improve? How much of it was him and how much of it was the, the sharks. Um, but before we do that, do want to take a quick break and I'll talk to you about an old, old friend of ours, of course, built bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need to take, uh, you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, Built Bar, you got to try this. Great thing about them is they're amazingly healthy snacks choices, but you don't need want to compromise all the taste. That's where Built comes in. Each bar is covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, cookies, and cream. And the great thing is, is you guys know I like to dig in the analytics. The analytics on Built Bar. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And if you're like me and you hate waiting for things to come in the mail, you don't have to worry about that anymore. Swing over to Walmart or go to Sam's Club today and grab yourself a box. At Walmart in the pharmacy section, they have four-bar boxes of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, um, and coconut puff. Or if you have a Sam's Club, you can swing in, grab a 13-bar box of their hip flavors, brownie batter, uh, puff, and churro puff. Or... You don't want to leave your house or you want to kind of see all the flavors, check out built.com. They have an amazing variety that's always changing. Um, I do actually like to get the variety box because it's got a little bit of everything. So if one day maybe you're feeling cookies and cream, one day you're feeling double chocolate, one day you're feeling churro puff, they've got you covered with that. Or if you need to try to figure out your flavors. So um, check out Built Bar at built.com, Walmart, or Sam's Club today. All right, um, so Capo Kakadin, is it 
Capo? Is it the Sharks? A little bit of both. Um, so what I did is I wanted to kind of compare what Capo Kakinen's numbers look like compared to other goalies in the league, right? Um, and kind of see what the average was and what numbers, you know, because if for the Sharks, if they just get like average goaltending, they're going to be such that that was their, their Achilles heel this year was, was their goaltending, right? Um, especially in the season where you had Kotor have a bounce back year. You had Eric Carlson um, putting up a hundred points. Timo Meyer was on his way to being a 40 goal scorer for the Sharks. Like you had a lot of things kind of pointing in the right direction for the Sharks to be a successful team this year. Um, uh, but the goaltending was, was brutal. So I looked at goalies who played at least 500 minutes this year. That's about 10, 11 games um was was most of their kind of games played was in that range so goalies who played at least that many we try to weed out some of the the um guys who only got a few starts etc so um that was that gives us 79 qualifying goalies with those um you know the 500 minutes played and Reimer and Kapokakadin of course both qualified for that um James Reimer, or we'll start with the averages. So um, the average save percentage was a 900, which we've kind of seen goalie save percentages kind of creep down. Again, Kapokakinen, 883. Um, goals against average, 304. Kapokakinen, 385. Goals saved above expected, 0 0.04, which you expect that to be right around zero. Um, minus, almost minus 25. Expected goals against, so 96.33. That is the average for most, you know, that puts in your really, really bad teams, puts in your great teams. Average expected goals against for that, um, for most players, most goalies who play around 34, 35 games is 96. Kapokakin in his 37 games faced 109 expected goals against, almost 110 goals, right? Um, so he did see... And elevated expected goals against. Again, we know the Sharks were bad. Um, and then I kind of wanted to dig into, is it, what is kind of, it boils down. I think for Kapokakinen, it's his high danger saves. Um, I think that is that is where Kapokakinen struggles the most. Um, and that, that's going to be his area of focus, I think, for him to return to form. Most goalies face 300 or 280. The average goalie faced 287 high danger say uh, shots. Kapokakinen faced 302, so right in the ballpark, right? Um, he, the average goalie, a little bit over, but um, average goalie faced 235 or made 235 and a half, basically 236 uh, saves. He made 237 for a 0.785 high danger save percentage the average goalie goalie x we'll call made 0.82 high danger save so i know that number doesn't sound like a lot but when you you give up basically 1.85 high danger goals uh, average per game and the goalie y is giving it 1.6 that's where they start to kind of build up you're, you're giving up almost two high danger goals a game um and then I think for Kapokakinen is also going to be his mid-danger shots. And this this is the number I think was really, really kind of staggering here for um, at least what I saw. 
his most goalies face kind of the same thing. Um, most goalies face one point or sorry, excuse me. Uh, mid danger shots again, those 35 that kind of this in a s- average season. Um, they face 200, 276.58. Capo Kakinen faced 351. So a lot more. The Sharks did a, you know, gave up a lot of opportunities there. Uh, he made 297 saves, um, gave up 54 mid danger goals. The average goalie in their 35 games gave up 30. His 0.846 mid danger save percentage. Um, most mid most goalies give up less than one mid danger goal per game. He gave up one and a half. So that area right there, your high danger, a little bit below expected. The mid danger goals that is where Capo Kakinen got killed last year. Um, giving up nearly half a goal more or over half a goal more than expected on compared to others. He did fine right there with the average goalie in the low danger saves. Um, you know, that I was looking at, is it, you know, what, why is it, is this a Sharks thing or is it a, a Capo Kakinen thing? And looking at his numbers, I think this year was, was just a brutal, brutal year. So I looked at, the 65 games that he played before this season um, with the Minnesota and then with the Sharks. And his numbers are much, much better. Um, his high danger save percentage is 0.797. So and a little bit of an improvement, not quite league average. So I still think that's an area he's to focus on. And his mid-danger save percentage was 0.898, which is right in line with a um, an average goalie. Even his low danger save, right, right in line with an average goalie, 0.965. So, um, you know, the, those numbers were okay. But it's that mid-danger and high-danger save percentage that he really, really, really needs to focus on, especially that mid-danger. Um, I tried to look at if this was a Sharks issue, especially at 5-on-5. Five five. Um, and, like, the Sharks the – Sharks, Weirdly enough, created a ton of high danger chances at five on five. They were fourth in the league and at, with 937 high danger chances for. Thank you, Eric Carlson and Timo Meyer. Um, high danger chances allowed, like they were okay ish, like kind of middle of the pack. Like um, they were like, they did better than play- some playoff teams like the Rangers, um, the Islanders. You know, like those are playoff teams, right? Um, they're kind of middle in the pack with with that at, at um hundred or eight hundred and sixteen. So the best team in the league, just in perspective, um, the Carolina Hurricanes, which we know defensive structure that that how well we know that team is a very, very good defensive team with six hundred and eighty. Um so it's not like I mean they were the sharks were below average, but it wasn't like they were some, you know, one of the worst teams, like the Ducks, for example, gave up. They were the only team to give up over a thousand high danger chances at five on five. Um, and look what that got them. Connor Bedard, potentially. Um, you know, if you look at their high danger chances for like percentage wise, the Sharks are like 10th. You know, they had a positive high danger chances, but 
just whenever they did give up those high danger chances, it led to bad, bad things. Um, they had 97 high danger goals for gave up 93. Um, that was that percentage kind of puts them uh, near, near the bottom. Um, oh, sorry. High danger goal is four. Sorry. They gave up 95. Uh, they had 95 gave up 113, 45%, 45.67% high danger goals for um, high danger uh, save percentage. Second to worst in the league behind only the Seattle Kraken. So, and we know the Kraken kind of like to play a little bit more offense, you know, all that offense type of, of situation. So the Sharks weren't brutal in those categories, but it was, it, the goaltending kind of let them down. And, you know, our friend James Reimer, his numbers weren't much, much better. Um, just kind of put it in perspective. So his high danger, you know, he played a little bit more games at 43 games. Um, high danger save percentage was 0.8. So just a little bit below average of, of the 0.82. Uh, mid danger, 0.864. A little bit below the 0.89. And then uh, his low danger was 0.69. Um, 0.969, sorry. Uh right there in line with the, the average. So if the, so I think going forward, we're going to look at what the sharks need to do and kind of what capo Kakadin needs to do going forward um, to try to kind of improve things. And, or if this might just be unsalvageable uh, for all parties, but before we do that, do Want to take a quick break? Uh, talk to you guys about our friends over at eBay Motors. Um, for a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors with eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure to every part you need fits right the first time around. Just add your ride to the My Garage and look for the green check to make sure the part will fit or your money back because it's just like in sports. Confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors and with over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when all the parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Um, if you remember, kind of in January, um, Shang did an interview. Uh, Shang Peng of San Jose Hockey Now did an interview with uh, Mike McKenna, former goalie, kind of a goalie guru right now. And, you know, he talked about how in that capital cacana, he feels needs to basically a revamp of his whole just the way he plays and kind of a rewiring is what he called it. Um, and he said biggest thing for Capo Kakinen is that he plays kind of too wide and too low at times. Um, and that that's, what's really kind of hurting him and throughout the season, not being able to kind of work on that. Right. Cause you're playing, playing games and stuff. And we saw Capo Kakinen have good stretches, you know, think right, right around the all-star break Capo Kakinen played really well. You know, even a couple games, you know, and then there's another stretch kind of mid, mid to end of the season where Capo Kakinen played really, really well. But um, he questioned if maybe the Sharks, if they have the right 
people in place for that and you know kind of pointed to Nabokov if if he's maybe the best for potential goalie coach for the Sharks um and that is why I think David Quinn brought in him in his own guy in uh in Spears here who's worked with him and um again we saw some improvements from from Kapokakin throughout the season and stretches but just that consistency and it's hard especially if you've been playing one way for a while um hard to kind of rework you know on the fly like you know we see batters right like reworking your swing in mid mid season like you're going to go through slumps and stuff and trying to tweak your swing in mid 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 season usually it takes a little bit for you so um i think that's what capocacan needs to do this whole off season is working on trying to working on his his technicians and being you know a more technical goalie um and that is i think that's a big thing for capocacan from the sharks perspective um better defensive structure right not giving up so many high danger chances um will go a long long way for whoever goalie whatever goalie um again i don't think they they weren't brutal in it but um how many times we've talked about this all season right um when one thing goes wrong it just goes catastrophically wrong with them and hopefully not getting as many of those type of situations um hopefully some continue on you know remember sharks new defensive system um with david quinn right second year of that we're gonna have guy you know we're gonna have some new faces in there hopefully with with thrun who i think is you can probably pencil in as a, a starter going into next uh, year, right? Um, you know, I thought Benning had a really good season. We saw Vlasic have a bounce back season. We'll we'll see with Eric Carlson what what happens with him uh, going forward. But some better defensive structure and, uh, and continue just better continuality with with the system uh, with the Shark system and their defensive system, and hopefully just a bounce back in luck, right? This can't all just fall apart like this for the sharks um, as it did this season, right? Just everything that went wrong. So for Kapokakinen focusing on high danger opportunities, those mid danger saves, um, if that, even if it just by sheer luck bounces back to kind of average, we're going to see a much better Kapokakinen not kind of given, give up those goals where he's just like, uh type of situation. And hopefully some year two of the defensive system for, for the Sharks, I think, can lead to it. Going forward, though, I, I don't know if Kapokakinen is the long-term answer of being that guy that we kind of hoped for when you traded for him. Um, I, I think it's a lot to ask for him to kind of be that. And it's maybe just the Sharks are just not good at choosing goalies, right? Um Martin Jones worked out until you gave him a new contract, but they've really swung and and missed on a lot of goalies recently. You know, James Reimer was had a great year his first year, and then last year regressed. And again, he's 35 years old. Like, are you going to expect that going forward? You know, Aaron Dell struggled, and a lot of the guys that they kind of hope to kind of come in and maybe be long term pipeline guys haven't really worked out, you know, your Milner Chooks, your, your uh, guys like that. And it's, you wonder if the Sharks maybe need a, a nice, a new refresh on how they pick goalies and then how they kind of develop these guys. And we'll see 
how they, especially how they treat, um, you know, Etu Makinemi, Strauss Mann, Magnus Krona, how these guys now that, you know, going to be entering the pipeline, um, hopefully Spears is around to kind of groom these guys and work with these guys. And um, now they're going to be around San Jose all the time, but um, they still, I think, they have to find a veteran this off season to replace James Reimer. Um, you can't go into the, the season with Capocacan as your one. And then, you know, put out Ichu Makanemi or Magnus Cronin and Strauss, man, who one of those guys who couldn't even win the AHL job right now. Um, you have to go out and find a veteran. If that's another James Reimer type situation where you go out and try to find a guy for a couple of years, as you continue to try to build up your pipeline and develop some of these guys and hope one of them pops, or if you need to be aggressive and try to trade for uh, a younger guy who kind of like the Martin Jones situation where you go out and you trade for a guy, maybe who's a backup somewhere and is looking to kind of, you know, step out of that shadow and get a full-time job somewhere. Um, I think that might be the way to go. And that's something we're definitely going to explore later on this off season um, as what to do with the devil's pick potentially, um, or what to do with, you know, just potential trade opportunities for the sharks. And then that's something we're going to, again, spend a whole week. I do like these kind of week long themes. So uh, yeah, we will have a trade week. Uh, we'll look at, potential guys that you to, to trade for um, and goalie is definitely going to be an option there. So um, we'll be back tomorrow. So um, thank you guys for making a lockdown sharks. Your first listen every day, every day is tomorrow on the show. We're going to be talking about Eric Carlson and what to expect in the encore. So he puts up a hundred points this year. Going to go back and look at players who've kind of had those career seasons, um, blue line defenders, and then kind of what happens year, the following year. Um, and then start to talk about if maybe this is the time to try to get out uh, from Carlson's contract. We strike while the iron's hot. Or maybe we just you continue to ride it out and see if Carlson has found a new lease on life. So, Plenty of fun stuff. Uh, make sure you guys are following along wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. You can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Locked on Sharks. You can uh, follow me on Twitter at MyFryHole. Um, if you guys haven't left a, a review, especially on uh, Apple, please do so. It means a lot to me. Um, until tomorrow. Bye, friends.